From Chicago Style Media, we bring you Windy City Wisdom. Join us as we talk to the men and women in the Chicagoland area who have built their businesses from the ground up. We'll learn about their struggles, successes, and some of the lessons they've learned along the way. You have to create what you want to create. Don't base yours off of copying what other people have done. You're never going to be a great company if, if you just are like, well, I'm doing them, but I'm doing it over here. Yeah. Um, so I remember thinking to myself, plan your own thing, be cognizant of it, but do not base your entire company off of what somebody else is doing. Over a decade ago, John Porter founded Chicago Pizza Tours with the goal of teaching guests about ingredients and the science behind why certain pizzas taste the way they do. Join us today as we discuss all things Chicago pizza and learn more about Chicago Pizza Tours. Well, John, happy belated National Pizza Day. My, my favorite holiday of the year. <laughs> I can imagine. Did you get some pizza yesterday? Yeah, it was it was pretty low key uh, Thursday. Um, didn't have any actual in person tours to run or anything, so was kind of working on some some projects that I've been working on. Uh, always looking to improve my website, which is essentially my storefront. Uh, and I uh, had an opportunity to go out to uh, the North American Pizza and Culinary Academy in Lyle, Illinois. Uh, I did uh, pizza certification there years ago. I could continually take classes and teach classes there, um, and I knew some people that were in town doing stuff there so i was able to go out there say hi to a bunch of people eat some uh, roman style pizza while i was out there as well uh all in all pretty good little national pizza day for me that's fantastic i had i should admit this to you but i had jack's frozen pizza with my kids <laughs> oh no problem with that at all uh and, and honestly i'm gonna take that one step further so uh you know i i like i said i i did what i did during the day um, for the evening, I actually made uh, two frozen pizzas for the family. <laughs> okay. uh, the first one was legendary Chicago, hometown Chicago one, uh, home run in uh, for the kids, just a cheese pizza. I got a teenager and a, and a younger, he's got a younger sister. And then for my wife and I, we tried the brand new um from Moral Provisions, Jeff Moral from the Food Network uh, is working with Massa Pizza Company here in uh, Elmwood Park, and uh, they've put together a Sicilian-style uh, pizza, uh, frozen pizza, that has got his Italian beef, jardinera, sausage on it. It's uh, it, it was really, really good. I was I came away very impressed with what a uh, what a frozen pizza can be, and uh, you can find them in all these grocery stores locally here in Chicago. Uh, You know, I got mine from Frankie's Deli in Oak Brook Terrace. So, uh, yeah, it's no no shame in uh, some frozen pizza on National Pizza. Whatever you got to (laughs) do. Yeah, exactly. Whatever they'll eat. I've tried to introduce deep dish pizza to the boys. I've got a four, six, and seven-year-old, and they just turn their nose up at it. I'm thinking, it's in your blood. You're from Chicago. (laughs) You're going to be eating deep dish one day. But for now... I can live with Jack's. Home Run's a quality frozen pizza, but um, yeah, Jack's is the go-to. So yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I you know, your kids, you, you still got time here. I don't, I don't think I had my first deep dish pizza until I was like eight or nine. So uh. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, John, talk a little bit about your background. I believe you were in the promotions business, and then you went into tourism. Um, kind of talk a little bit about your background and how you got the idea of starting a pizza tour company in Chicago. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think I've, uh, 
you know, I told somebody recently, they were talking about job interviews and what it's like out there and all that. And I, and I told them, like, you know, I don't think I've ever really had a job interview uh, my entire life. And they said, well, you must be doing something right. And I don't know if I can fully agree with that. But, um, but yeah, so uh, I went to college at uh, Eastern Illinois. I grew up in Elmhurst and went to college at Eastern Illinois. And, and at the time I'm, I'm getting out of college, uh, my dad was in the promotional products business. He, he originally, when I was, when I was, you know, an infant or whatever, mm-hmm. um, he was a, a teacher and, as he kept having more kids, I got uh, three younger siblings. He needed to make ends meet, so he would take a summer job uh, selling promotional products, uh, and then go to back to teaching in the, in the fall and uh, and winter and in spring. And uh, what he soon found out was that he was making more money selling promotional products mm-hmm. in the summer than he was being a teacher all year round. So uh, as he kept having more kids, that shift kind of happened for him. And he was with a small business, sort of worked his way up as the number one salesperson there, uh, and eventually uh, took over a lot of managerial duties, sales manager, and became basically the de facto number two person in the company next to the owner who, who had started the company. Um, and he had done that for years. So um, as I'm, you know, growing up, high school, college, uh, I think it just one day, I, I don't know if it I never occurred to him or just one day it's like a light bulb went off. He's like, why am I continuing to make somebody else very wealthy off of my hard work? Why am I not just doing this for myself? Um, so he got the idea to, uh, you know, basically jump ship, start his own promotional products company in 1999, right around the time that I'm finishing up college. Uh, and he just kind of snatched me and, uh, and brought me into that world. And, you know, it started out with me just answering phones and, and faxing purchase orders and stuff like that mm-hmm. and, and kind of learning the business from the ground up. Uh, and eventually, you know, when, when you're in a small business that was like three people, you're, you're doing just about everything there is. And, uh, you know, it became sales uh, over the years. And, and I really um, embraced that job and, and truly liked doing that job because it was so different every single day, one day. You know, your clients are looking for pens with the logo. Next day, leather jackets and awards and all that. So you were always on your toes. You had to be, uh, you know, a jack of all trades. Essentially, you had to you had to know how to uh, how how these companies. You, you had all these different clients, and how were they marketing to their clients? And what was the best avenue? And how was the best way to put their logo? It really was kind of a, an interesting business, and I'm, I'm very glad that I did that for years. Um, one of my biggest customers was the uh, the LiftMaster Garage Door Opener. So, uh, oh, wow. uh, and, yeah, pretty much everybody's got one of those, right? Yeah. The, the company's name is Chamberlain, yeah. and uh, you know, I was running all of their awards programs and everything for years, and it was a, a great account for me to manage. You know, the, probably one of the first lessons I think I learned in you know my professional career was you know no matter how how good this client is and how much they're giving you you cannot let them monopolize all of your time so um you know i'm in my 20s at this point uh, i'm doing very well i i'm working with them i've got other clients but for the most part this is my one whale of a client and i'm I, you know i'm all in with them it's oftentimes on a, on a typical workday i would you know, get into my office and then I would drive over to their corporate headquarters and I would basically be in a cubicle there having me, you know, people would be coming in and, and meeting with me, yeah. you know, all day long trying to, and I'd be just, I was an order taker there mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so the housing market crashed in like 2008, 2009 mm-hmm. or so. And, you know, they were kind of tied into that, but they were still going gangbusters for a while there. Um, so I still continue to have them as a good client all while losing 
my other clients. So the writing was kind of on the wall, but I was like, all right, well, at least I still got my Chamberlain. Literally the week I got home after having my first kid, my son, in in March of 2009, I got the call from uh, my um, my main contact there and said, you know, with the new CEO and the way things are, you're you're completely out. And it wasn't like a gradual slow down thing. It was like one day, boom, zero, nothing. That's it. You know, and I had this great relationship with with her and, and several others there. But they were like, listen, there's not much we can order. We can't order the regular stuff. We can order little jobs here and there. Um, and that was that was a harsh pill to swallow because at that time, um, I had invested in a little bit of real estate. Real estate was tanking. I just had my first kid. And this is a commission-based job. I'm trying to figure out how to make it work. Yeah. So I'm trying to go get new clients and stuff. And it just was not working out. It was the last thing people wanted to see. Um what was that? So um, I'd always kind of had this idea for the, uh, the Chicago pizza tour. And I discussed this with my wife after she had taken a food tour uh, when she was pregnant at the time and wasn't happy with it. And I had already bought the website for Chicago pizza tours. Uh, I remember mentioning to her, you know, after we're kind of discussing it back and forth, I was like, you know, I'm such a pizza guy. I think Chicago pizza tours would really be great. Yeah. And uh, I went on GoDaddy. And uh, I was like, oh, the website's available. And I, I distinctly remember her pri- being pregnant in our condo, reaching into her wallet and her purse, which is on the counter, and literally whipping the Amex card at me from across <laughs> the room and saying, get that website. Yeah. Uh, and, that, and that was, uh, and, and this, this goes back, you know, maybe even a year before the company started. So um, she was she was all in on that and kind of pushed me to it, which is, you know, something you, you probably need. Because, you know, you, you, you bring it up to your friends or anything, and, and yeah. they all kind of were like, well, yeah, you know, it's, it's cool, but you're not going to really do that for work. <laughs> right. like, yeah, is that a hobby? People, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's a glorified lemonade stand. Some people even brought up the, uh, uh, you know, the old Seinfeld episode where Kramer's <laughs> doing the Peterman reality tour and handing out <laughs> Snicker bars and yeah. stuff. So, yeah, they're like, are you seriously going to do that? That's not a real job. So, That's um, yeah, so I, I remember, so it was, it was like around March of, of 2009 that, um, you know, everything, you know, had been set on my end as far as like buying the websites and, and start planning and everything. Um, and I ended up taking a job with the city of Chicago as a tennis pro. I played tennis my whole life. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, I, I even still continue to, you know, shoulder issues aside. But uh, it's, it's one of those things where, yeah, I'm a really good tennis player. Um, and I, I was like, okay, I can't make money right now in the professional products industry. There's just no money to be had. Sure. Um, I've, I've got a, a kid. I went ahead and I uh, took a job in the city of Chicago teaching tennis. And it was like to kids in the afternoon, which was basically glorified daycare. These kids weren't tennis players. They were just waiting for their parents to get off of work is what it was. And then I would teach tennis to adults that wanted to do, you know, tennis lessons that were for real in the evening. So I would be there from like one in the afternoon until 10 at night or so. And this is an hourly wage city job. And, um, you know, it certainly was a fall far from like running programs for, for Chamberlain and everything. So, um, but when I would do that, and I and I must say that I enjoyed my time doing that. Uh, but when um, I would get home at night at like 10, 10, 30 or so, 
uh, the pizza tour was was always on my mind. And you can't, it, there's not a switch that can be flipped if you're physically out there hitting tennis balls all day, moving people around. I know I wasn't the one taking lessons, but oftentimes you're moving, you're, you, you're getting plenty of, of runs in and, and stuff like that as you're doing it. So I get home and I'd be like wired. I couldn't go right to sleep. Yeah, of course. So I would start to really plan out and scheme like, all right, if, if this is, if this is real, if this is a, we're really going to launch this pizza tour, how would I do it? Mm-hmm. What are the places I'm going to? What order? What am I talking about yeah. when I get to each one? Why, what is the difference between me just taking people out for food and me actually providing a true experience that people are going to enjoy, tell their friends about, maybe even come back and do again, you know? So, um, there really was that whole summer of 2009 yeah. um and and into the fall where by the by the time we got into the fall we were really kind of wrapping up some of the legal stuff that needed to be done for the pizza tours um and i believe the actual date is january 11th 2010 incorporated the actual business bank accounts were set uh vehicle was purchased and uh the biggest hurdle right in the beginning also was the insurance no nobody could nobody could insure what i was looking to do yeah and i mean that's a whole other podcast that <laughs> we could talk about there but uh i'll just put it this way the insurance companies were like wait you're driving people around but you're not a, a limo company you're feeding people but you're not a restaurant sure. does not compute i don't understand this and this is you know you gotta look at it through the 2010 lens that yeah. uh food tours just weren't really a thing here in america at that time especially bus driven ones so um it, it's that was literally the single thing that was holding me back from really running my first tour uh you know for a few months at that point so take your business to the next level with chicago style media Our marketing services are designed to help business owners like you reach more customers, build brand awareness, and ultimately increase your sales. Discover how you can join the ranks of our successful clients by contacting us today at chicagostylemedia.com. John, when you were explaining you're going on GoDaddy and your wife threw the credit card, isn't isn't that just such a surreal feeling when the domain is available? It's almost like it's just this aha, like, wow, this might be real. I remember jumping on, I was laying in bed trying to think of a name for you know my uh, marketing agency, media business. And for a couple of weeks, I was kicking things around. And then all of a sudden, um, somebody had was ordering hot dogs. And they're like, what do you want on your hot dog? I'm like, I should admit this. But I'm like, uh, ketchup and onions. And he's like, what? He's like, we're getting <laughs> Chicago style. And yeah. later that night, I'm laying in bed and I'm like, wait. Chicago style media. And so I ran, I got up, ran to the computer thinking, eh, I doubt this is available. And sure enough, it was available. And, and so off, off we went, but, um, a cool I think feeling. the way you put it, yeah, I think the way you put it is surreal is, 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 is perfect because I even, you know, a, a month into to running tours or whatever, I'll, I'll never forget one of the ladies uh, that, that uh, was on the tour asked me, like, how long has this company been around? And uh, I was like, well, and, you know, as luck would have it, this is like week three. And <laughs> she was like baffled that this wasn't something that had existed since the 80s. I yeah. mean, Chicago was so iconic for the pizza. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I was looking at it on a go day, and I'm like, oh, I guess it's mine. Yeah. And then, you know, you buy it quickly, and you almost feel like you're getting away with a, you know, a caper of some sorts. Yeah. You know, you check out, you do it and all that. And then I'm like, 
Well, I should probably buy ChicagoPizzaTour.com also, <laughs> you know, without the S. Yep. And maybe I should buy Chicago's Pizza. Like, you know, I probably went back on to go daddy 10 times that night, <laughs> rebuying things that were very similar to it, like trying to figure out what's the best way to what, yeah, you know, all that. So surreal um, is, is a great way of putting it. Yeah, I love that. I love that story. And, you know, in the beginning, so you're teaching lessons to people of all ages, um, getting the tour started, not to mention – you're you've got a newborn were you scared were you thinking can i do this what does it look like i think that if i had to do it all over again today i would be scared out of my mind but at the time you're just going through it and there's 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 nothing else to do you know right like you just you have to do it so um I, I, as I look back on that and, and and think about, and even maybe just even retelling the story to you, mm-hmm. it does give me a little bit of chill. Uh, and again, I psych myself up and say, I, I don't even know if I could do it again. But, uh, but yeah, at, at the time you're just going through the motions. What is the next step? What's yeah. the next step? You know, uh, all those types of things. And I know you were planning stuff out in your head and rehearsing and, you know, what to say, where to go, all that. Did you look at other cities um, maybe not pizza necessarily, but just food tours in general. Was was there anything prevalent at the time, um, or was it all just you kind of plotting ideas and putting it on paper? Well, that's actually a really good question. I don't think I've ever gotten you know question phrased to me just like that. So mm-hmm. the 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 true um, the, the truth in that is that when I originally searched up doing a pizza tour here in Chicago. I came across a website that was maybe first in the Google search there um, that was called Scott's Pizza Tours. Mm. And it's run by a guy named Scott Wiener, who's out of New York. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, shoot, somebody already does this. Uh, I can't do this. And then I thought to myself, wait a minute, Scott's in New York. Like, Like, you almost need somebody next to you being like hey dummy this isn't you know you could do it and i'm like wait scott's in new york you're you're in chicago you do the chicago let him do the new york um so i you know i saw his website i didn't want to pay it too much attention because at the time i was thinking to myself you have to create what you want to create don't base yours off of copying what other people have done you're never going to be a great company if, if you just are like well i'm doing them but i'm doing it over here um so i remember thinking to myself plan your own thing be cognizant of it but do not base your entire company off of what somebody else is doing um so i i ended up doing that and i ended up writing a tour this is so this goes to 2009 uh all summer long all fall and even into the uh the winter you know january february of 2010 and then right before i'm getting ready to run my first tour i'm thinking to myself you know i, I had everything planned out the way i wanted to do it i knew what i was going to say at certain points and, what I, and then suddenly i think to myself what am i doing i've never even been on a food tour i'm going to leave food tours so i was like okay you know what scott's doing it in new york he's been doing it for a couple of years let me book a flight to new york my wife loves going to new york anyway so mm-hmm. let me book a flight to new york we took our, our one-year-old now or he's about to be one uh brought him out there and i booked a tour ticket and i showed up uh to scott's pizza tours on a sunday morning and i was there with 31 other people on a school bus that went to uh, two places in Manhattan, two places in Brooklyn, and I was like, "This is a, this is awesome. This is it, it." It turned out that a lot of the things that I wanted to talk about 
and that I had designed the tour, Scott was actually doing. So, and I had reached out to Scott prior to my flight out to New York, and he was very receptive, very cool about it. He's like, I tell you what, take the tour with me, and then afterwards, let's go. There's a bar down the street. Let's go have a drink and let's talk. And uh, and we did. And uh, and wow. he was super cool. Um, he's like a mentor to me. Um, even if he doesn't know it, we talk shop all the time. What I love about my relationship with him is that Scott and I typically tend to talk about pizza mm-hmm. and, and and that's it. We don't talk about the tourism business as much. We talk more about pizza than anything. And then I also found uh, a lady from uh, Milwaukee who was on, owns Milwaukee food tours. Now she's actually purchased a uh, uh, Chicago food planet here. So she's in the Chicago market as well. Oh, wow. And I became really good friends with her as well. And, with her, she likes pizza as well, but she's more in that tourism. So it's, it's funny. I've got Scott's my, my guy that I go to and, and reach out to when I bounce stuff off of him, the pizza-related stuff. Teresa's my gal when I go ahead and talk to, and we want to bounce things uh, tourism-wise. So sure. um, it's great to have, you know, not, I'm not saying competitors, but people that do what you do that you can network with and learn from, and maybe they might make a mistake and give me a heads up. Maybe I might make a mistake and give them a heads up. So, um Great relationships with, with both of them. Um, I consider them both uh, really good friends. I think it's important to have that healthy network where you can bounce ideas off of other people, you know, different markets, but um, or different, you know, tourism pizza in Teresa's case, and just to be able to to you know almost keep you in the guardrails a little bit on ideas like, am I crazy here? How do you see this? Um, yeah, just in business yeah. in general. So, uh, has Scott? Do you keep in touch with Scott, and or has he been? On a Chicago pizza tour with you? Scott has been on, I believe, two Chicago pizza tours, maybe three, now that I think about it. Um, We do keep in touch. Um, Pandemics aside, uh, you know, we typically would see each other once or twice a year. He'll come to Chicago. I'll go to New York. There is an international pizza expo that takes place in Vegas. We'll go out to uh, Vegas and both attend the show and hang out uh, in the evenings. Um, we are, I would consider, we're not just friends in, in work and business, but we're actually friends as well. Okay. And uh, last time I was in New York, it's been a few years, but the last time I was in New York, I actually, I, I'm so pizza obsessed. And uh, I, I went out there on a Wednesday. My family came and met me on Friday. Um, so from Wednesday until Friday, Scott and I tackled an insane amount of pizzerias. And I mean like 15 places a day. Wow. And that's just, it's what we do. Wow. Uh, we didn't eat all of the pizza at all of them, but we, you know, had a slice at each place. Um, and I stayed with him at his place in Brooklyn. And then by the time my family got out there on Friday, I checked into the hotel and, you know, then my family and I went to a, and I'm putting this in quotes, a normal amount of pizza <laughs> places for the sure. rest of the weekend. So, now, do you butt heads? Uh, who has yeah. the better pizza, Chicago or New York with Scott? Because we know Chicago, you know, but. Yeah, you know, that's one of those, um, that's one of those arguments where we're almost kind of above it at this point. We yeah. both recognize that there's so many differences. And I mean, one thing that I do like to say about Chicago is that Chicago has its own styles, mm-hmm. where whether it's the deep dish, the stuffed pizza, 
or the most popular of all of those, the thin crust tavern style pizza. Yeah. Um, but Chicago is also a city that accepts other styles as well. And typically where you would find those other styles is in the neighborhoods. And that was one of the premises of my, uh, you know, original pizza tour was that I wanted to pick people up at a, we, what I like to say is that we do a mix of culturally significant and neighborhood pizzerias. Mm-hmm. So if it's a deep dish pizza place, it typically has something to do with, um, you know, the, the culture of deep dish in Chicago, whether it's a tied to the founding of it or, you know, a family name or something like that. Uh, but then the other places that we go to, these are just off the beaten path neighborhood places that we sure. want to showcase because not every Chicagoan uh, decides every time they want to get pizza to run downtown and to go get a, a deep dish pizza from a right. big name pizzeria. Right. So we wanted that tour to give, you know, people that were visiting here kind of that crash course on what it's like to, you know, live in a neighborhood and, and eat pizza in Chicago. But what we were unprepared for too, was mm-hmm. that like 40% of our customers turned out to be local Chicagoans. We, wow. we had no idea, you know, when we first started that so many locals just wanted to go ahead and experience a pizza tour. Um, and that, that was really cool. We kind of shifted our, our, the way we marketed ourselves towards locals after the first year or so. And we figured people visiting Chicago, they're going to find us anyway. So let's, let's go after that local market and, and really, really showcase the, the true side of Chicago pizza. Yeah, absolutely. What does that look like today? The, the breakdown of locals versus tourists, uh, you know, post pandemic. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's tough to put a, a, a real, um, a real hard number on it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was 40% prior to the pandemic. Um, okay. Coming out of the pandemic initially, you know, when you're looking at May of 21, there's just not a lot of people that were traveling to Chicago. So it was actually well over 50% were just local local Chicagoans that had had enough of the lockdowns and staying in the house and were looking to go out and, and do something. We're starting to see that shift again, where now I'm showing up to a tour and I'm, I'm seeing people from, you know, maybe all over the country. But what I haven't seen a ton of is that when we were kind of rocking and rolling up until like 2019, or we had so many Canadian visitors so many Australian visitors. We weren't just getting people from all over the United States. We were getting people from all over the world. Um, in Canada and Australia were two big ones for us. Um, Interesting. So, yeah, yeah. And uh, for, for anybody that – Canada – for anywhere from Canada to fly to O'Hare is a relatively cheap flight mm-hmm. for now. I don't know. Maybe things change or whatever. But um, I believe O'Hare is kind of a hub through Canada. So a lot of okay. people can oftentimes it's a cheaper flight to fly from like Vancouver to Chicago than it is to fly from Vancouver to Calgary or something like yeah, that. Um, which, you know, doesn't make much sense to me, but I don't run the airlines. So that's not my deal. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we, we did find that we were getting a lot. So we're starting to see a little bit of that return. I don't know if you remember, but like Canadians kind of banned Americans from traveling too, and, yeah. and, and vice versa Absolutely. for a while. So, oh, yeah. so we were missing our, 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 lovely Canadian customers, uh, we are starting to see uh, the return of that. I haven't uh, seen a whole lot of Australian customers, uh, you know, but I mean, those are the type of people that come to the United States and when they make a vacation, like, or holiday, as they call it, um, they're here for two weeks, right? And they, uh, they oftentimes, they they start out in Chicago or or New York and then they'll drive somewhere else. Like they'll mm-hmm. go visit, you know, Las Vegas or Los Angeles. So they, they're, they're typically 
looking to make a few stops. But, you know, um, long story short, we, we were getting a lot of these people on our tours. So, and, and that part of it hasn't really returned yet. So, okay. um, I'm hopeful that, that the summer of 23 uh, will start to look a little bit more like uh, what the summer of 2019 looked like. Uh, yeah. And, John, I want to ask you um, just to kind of give us an experience. Uh, as how it pertains present day, but I wanted to ask, I'm sure you've met people all over the world. Do you have a lot of time during the tours to socialize with people? Or, I mean, I know you're, you're leading that you're the captain of the, of the tour. Um, is it pretty much business or can you socialize and get to know people from other parts of the country or I'm sorry, of the world? Uh, uh, it's, it's, it always depends on the tour. It depends on what the, the factors are. If my, drivers on point knows where they're knows where they're going if the restaurants are you know locked and loaded and got the orders coming out at at the right time there's always sort of like a sequence of things that i'm trying to keep uh in mind because people's time is very valuable and i state that you're going to be with me from 11 a.m till 2 30 on a saturday Mm -hmm. and i want to hit that 2 30 mark every single time that being said there's so much for me to cover but if you take a tour on a given day, I might have, you know, been researching something and I might want to talk about something else. I also in, truly enjoy, and I'm not just saying, but I truly enjoy hearing people give me their stories um, and their um, almost a relationship with pizza from where they're at. Yeah. Hey, in Dallas, we've got this place called Canaloso. Um, it's a little bit like that one pizza place that we went to, but they have ranch in a glass case. Mm-hmm. Why is ranch in a glass case? Because everyone in Texas asks for ranch with their pizza and the ranch in a glass case costs a thousand dollars. So they'll give it to you, but you got to pay a thousand dollars to get it. It's like sure. little things like that just crack me up. Um, and I love pizza is a food that is meant to be shared in groups. Like yeah. you never hear anybody say, Hey, I'm getting a bunch of hamburgers. Who wants in on this? <laughs> but if somebody says, you know, I'm getting pizza. You know, everybody puts their hand in and pulls a slight, you know, it's, it's a sharing food. So it just fosters conversation and it puts people at ease. Like we, when we start the tour, I'm going to be telling you all of the history that I want to give you. Yeah. I want to set the tone for the tour and tell you, here's what we're going to cover. We're going to cover the ingredients. We're going to cover the ovens. We're going to talk about the techniques. We're going to talk about the physics, the ingredients, you know, all, all why this pizza tastes this way. And I think at first they're like a little bit overwhelmed, like, holy cow, this guy is going all in on explaining to us why these pizzas taste it. But they start to see it. And by the second stop and by the third stop, now they've, now they've gained that confidence to be like, hey, John, let me tell you about this place or something like that. So um, people aren't shy especially if they, they get themselves a drink at the bar. Oh. Um, so wants, but, and, and that's what makes the tour what it is, too. It's not just about uh, you know me and the staff and, and how good we are at performances. Mm-hmm. It's about you know everybody experiencing it together. Yeah, you know? and, and that leads me to my next question with as far as the vendors and the restaurants. You know, you obviously rely on quite a few of them to provide a quality experience to, to your clients, um, you know, you got the restaurant with the cooks, the wait staff, uh, you got the transportation. What challenges do you face knowing that you've got factors uh, outside of your control that can really impact your client's satisfaction? Everything's out of our control. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wait, wait. And, and, you, and you have to, uh, there's anxiety that comes with that and you have to come to terms with it. It's never really going to go away. You are relying on, I mean, 
at no point am I making the guests for pizza, typically. At no point am I making the guests for pizza and saying, what did you think of it? Mm-hmm. Um, we are relying on everybody else. And the sooner you kind of accept that and, and go through it, the better off you'll be. Uh, it never really goes away. You are still always nervous that somebody might screw something up, and that sets off a chain reaction that, that leads to other things. But um, I will say more important than taking care of the clients is the relationship that I need to have with the pizza places, yeah. with the bus company, with uh, the people that lead the tours. Mm-hmm. Um, the investment, and I mean, I, I I know I'm just saying this out loud, but I need to remember this often too. Mm-hmm. I need to be reminded of this too. Mm-hmm. That the customers, ultimately, all of that will take care of itself when we put in the work on our end to make sure that our relationships are good with the restaurants. Yeah. Um, and and the, the good restaurants know that too because they're doing the same thing on their end they, you know when yeah. we go into uh robert's pizza carlos the guy that literally runs the pizza to the tables that guy's in there making sure that everything flows he's not just the food runner he's in there at eight in the morning rolling dough balls uh he's making sure that the table's not wobbling you know like there's so many little things that go into a, a dining experience that you probably don't notice if you're not like acutely tuned to it. Um, so it really does. Uh, it, it takes good teams on on everybody's end uh, in order to make everything work right. So uh, I, you're absolutely right. The biggest challenge is is not so much selling the tickets, but you know making sure that everybody's doing their job, uh, you know, the, to the best of their ability, and to have good people that are are willing to put in the work to do yeah. that. Yeah. So you've got the three tours, the original Chicago pizza tour, the downtown pizza walk, and then the Bucktown neighborhood pizza crawl. Which one is your favorite, John? And then which one is the most popular? Um, so the most popular one's the original tour. Yeah, That's the one that we've been running the most of. Yeah. Um, I I go back and forth, right? Like I, I, um, I, I really – the downtown pizza walk we run a lot of as well. The Bucktown pizza crawl is an old activity that we used to run years ago, um, and I kept trying to get it back up there during the pandemic, and it just it wasn't a good fit for, for what we were doing. So okay. we ended up running more downtown pizza walks. But this year, I am adamant we are. There's so many good pizzerias in Bucktown. We're going to showcase them. It, it, it's back, you know, regardless of, of what you know. So. Um, the original probably still the most popular one, okay. um, but the downtown pizza walk is, is a lot of fun too. And, and when people ask me what my favorite is, it, it, it's so tough to answer because it's like when I'm doing the downtown pizza walk, I love that tour. <laughs> I really do. Yeah. And the, the people that are on that tour will say to me, so you do a bus one also? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And I'm like, that's on Saturday, Sundays. And we go to all these different, and they're, they always look, it's the same thing every single time. I don't think I could do that. Yeah. Eat all this food and just sit on a bus and go to the next place and eat more food. <laughs> and then sure enough, I'm on a Saturday bus one and they say, so we, on Wednesdays you do a downtown pizza. I'm like, yeah. So we, we started out at this place and then we walked to this place and, uh, and they're like, well, I don't think I could do that. I, I, I would need to be driven. It's so funny to me every time. First of all, everybody can do both of them. They're fine. Yeah. And, and they're, they're just, they're a little bit different and it, it's hard to put into into words how how different it is versus it, it's not just about walking versus driving mm-hmm. it's just it, it, it's a different feel to it and um i, I love them both so if I, if I had to pick a favorite uh there's really there's not a favorite i will tell you this though it's much easier to 
run any walking tour than it is to run a bus tour. There's just a lot less factors that you have to worry about with regards yeah. to traffic, drivers showing up, being on the right side of the street that you're going to, maybe somebody that, that uh, you know, isn't a good walker. So there's, there's less things that can derail a tour when you're doing the walk, you know, but uh, I, I love them both. So there's yeah. definitely not a good answer for that. <laughs> yeah, no, I can appreciate that. And, and I believe it's got to be difficult, especially when you're running, you know, on a tight schedule and you want to make sure that each, each of the three or four, depending on the tours gets their, you know, gets uh, the guests get the time at that particular location. So um, uh-huh. speaking of guests last summer, we had talked before the show. You told me that you had surpassed over 85,000 guests. Did you ever think that was real and 100,000's next, right? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, <laughs> I guess it, it almost, even hearing it out loud, it doesn't sound real to me. Oftentimes I hear people talk about work budgets or something like that. They throw out these crazy numbers and all that. It's like, they just seem to be numbers. But when you when you really distill that down and you think about it, 85,000 people have been on our activities and eaten a slice of pizza at places that we decided to curate for them. And, and so we've introduced all these people to all these restaurants, all these small businesses. Um, it really is, it's mind blowing, um, mm-hmm. you know, to, to think about, and we're doing it all in relatively small groups. There's never a time where I take out a thousand people all sure. at once, right? Like the biggest group we've ever done uh, was last uh, was last March when we took out 150 people at once. It was three guides, three 50 passenger buses going to restaurant. We were all it was three restaurants, and we all replaced each other's section. You know, it was an ABC and sure. a BAC and all that stuff. So, um, but yeah, if, if if your largest is 150, I it, it boggles my mind to think about how many groups of 10. 20 did we take out to get there oh. and i start to think about it and it's like yeah i mean i think at the at our large so we've been in business now 13 years and i think in 2019 we topped that 10,000 people in in the year uh mark which was like that was kind of the well yeah i don't know if we can we can handle it anymore even, even as much as you'd like to expand you know there's only so many different restaurants you can go to somebody, you know, it's, it's like, you know, it, it becomes kind of more of an exclusive thing, but yeah, that hundred thousand number that is, that is on my, uh, on my radar. I'll be looking forward to, to hitting that one, but 85,000 is an incredible number. I, 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 if you would have told me having a one-year-old and putting together a business plan for this, that I was going to take out 85,000 people, you know, in the next uh, you know, decade plus or so, I've been like, I, I don't think we're going to get there. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, uh, you know, that's, but, uh, yeah, that's quite an accomplishment. I mean, that's what almost three or four Wrigley fields. So, uh, <laughs> if, if you look at it that way, that is a lot of people. I, I always, um, <laughs> internally with my my staff and stuff like that i tell them i'm like you know oftentimes the the system with which we run is similar to a cubs game right like <laughs> we sell tickets for an event that event is scheduled yeah. and i remember i had one of my my guys was like you're comparing what we do to to the cubs i'm like <laughs> well they're doing it on a much larger scale sure. but essentially first pitch is at 110 that tour starts at a lot, you know, like, and, and we've got them for this time. They've got tickets for this date. That's it. You know, we run rain or shine and yeah. all that. So I, I often do draw on that when people are like, 
yeah, I can't make it. Just refund me. And I'm like, well, that's not how this works. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, John, just talk a little bit about the actual experience. So just use one restaurant in, as an example. People come in. Are they there for 45 minutes? Are they tasting different uh, bites of pizzas? Are they getting whatever, you know, a slice of whatever they want? What does the actual in-restaurant experience look like? Sure, absolutely. So um, it, just taking a Saturday morning tour or a Sunday morning tour, our original tour, we meet at Paisano's down in the Loop. Uh, Paisano's was owned by Rudy Malnati Jr., the Malnati name, very famous pizza name here in Chicago, mm-hmm. ties to the, the creation of the deep dish pizza. They're going to meet there at that first restaurant. Bus isn't there yet. Bus will be showing up about 30 minutes later. Um, with a guy will bring them in, give them sort of a history, tell them all about the ingredients, the type of pizza they're what kind of give them what they're expecting. We almost romanticize this pizza before we feed it to them. Next thing you know, those pizzas come out after we've explained way more than we need to on the pizza. They're hungry, they're salivating. Uh, pizza hits the table. It, for at Paisanos, they're getting a slice of deep dish, they're getting a slice of tavern style thin crust. Uh, we always have plenty of extras if anybody wants to, you know, double up on their slices. But there is the warning. Listen, we're going to be doing this three more times. Pace yourself, <laughs> you know. And then at a place like Cold Fire, which might be the third stop on our tour, um, you know, we're going to walk in there uh, shortly after, like what what a normal lunch rush would be. And usually we got you know twenty seats to ourselves here, and I'll break out the tour into two different groups of ten. Bring a group of ten into the, the kitchen there. Show them how the oven works. Show them the whole process. Sit them back down. Next thing you know. Pizzas are hitting the table. Everybody grabs a slice. At this point, they've already shared pizza at two other places. They're practically family at this point. Um, so then I kind of I enjoy taking a step back on that third stop and letting the guests kind of talk amongst themselves. Yeah, and really, because yeah. that also helps to make that experience. Too. So, um, yeah, you, in, all in all, you end up eating, you know, quite a bit of pizza over the course of about three and a half hours. I would say, you know, um, what we aim for is a slice of deep dish and thin crust at Paisano's. We aim for at least three slices of cabin style thin crust at Flow and Sano's, our second stop. Uh, one artisanal slice at Coal Fire and then one deep dish slice at Bartoli's or, or Pequod's or wherever our last stop is for that. Sure. Um, so that is right there. We, we just kind of walk you through what a, a Saturday or Sunday afternoon tour uh, might, might entail. Um, and I'm not sure how many calories it is, but you, you'll be full. <laughs> You're giving uh, Dave Portnoy run for his money. I know he does a yeah. lot of pizza reviews. and so Yeah. Uh-huh. That's fantastic. <laughs> well, hey, John, before we wrap up, I'm going to put you on the hot seat, do a little rapid fire. Looking then, forward uh, to it. Let's do it. Yep. All right. So I think we already answered this question, but Cubs or socks? Socks. Oh, not even a choice. Yeah, really? uh, I grew up a Sox fan. Yeah, uh, I grew up a Sox fan. Uh, and I will say this, though, I was not a Cubs hater. My yeah. life. Like, um, I'm old enough that uh, I remember watching Cubs games before they had lights in the stadium. There, So <laughs> uh, as a kid in the afternoon, I would watch some of those old school Cubs teams. And I remember Lee Smith closing out games, oh, yeah. Leon Durham at first base <laughs> and stuff like that. So uh, I would watch those. But then when my dad would get home from work, we would watch the White Sox games at night. That's awesome. I am a Cubs fan. I do not hate the Sox. Uh, I am also a YouTube TV subscriber, so we don't get the Cubs. And so my, my kids, I'm raising Sox fans. And, uh, yeah, so I might, you know, again, I don't hate the Sox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, favorite movie? Uh, uh, I don't 
don't know. I don't watch a lot of movies. Um, okay. Anything in the Star Wars genre. Uh, I'm, you know, grew up watching Star Wars movies as a kid, and uh, oh, yeah. um, I'll, I'll watch all of those. But uh, yeah, I don't watch a ton of movies, but anything Star Wars. Favorite? Maybe, like, if I got to pick one, I'll go Empire Strikes Back. Uh, there you go. That's awesome. Favorite act, uh, outdoor activity? Tennis, without a doubt. Last vacation spot? Uh, I was out at uh, Playa del Carmen and between there and Tulum. Uh, it's an incredible spot in Mexico. Absolutely love it there. Awesome. Uh, it's, it's paradise, yeah. All right, next vacation spot. <laughs> You're, this one's going to really surprise you. Uh, I'm going to Italy for, for oh, about awesome. uh, seven, seven or eight days. Uh, yeah, I'll be in Rome. We'll be in uh, Sorrento, Naples, the birthplace of modern pizza, mm-hmm. um, Florence for a little bit as well. So that's coming up uh, next month. Any uh, pizza tours scheduled over there? I mean, I will be unofficially in some capacity sure. shoveling pizza into my mouth and asking people questions, but uh, no actual uh, tours scheduled at this okay. point. Favorite non-pizza restaurant in the city? Good question. Um, oh, boy. I really... Uh, I'm trying to think about what I what I like as far as food. Um, Club Lucky in Bucktown. And this is going to stick with Italian food, right? I really do enjoy Club Lucky in Bucktown. Uh, not just the food, ambiance, um, cocktails there. Uh, it, it's, it's one of my, it's one of my happy places. So, uh, favorites, a tough word for me. Uh, I don't have a lot of favorites, but this one's in the conversation. Cool. I like that. All right. Last question. Who is your dream guest on a Chicago pizza tour? Well, I mean, I, I it's, it's not, not hard for me to figure this one out. This is, it's my, Michael Jordan. I oh. just, you know, a, any celebrity, I, that was my whole life. I, I was yeah. I was born in the late seventies. I, I think I was eight years old when he came into the league, uh, and I was twenty one when he retired. So yeah. my entire life revolved around Michael Jordan and the Bulls, yeah. just winning over and over again. And it, there was, you know, I was. I, it, it's tough for me to be an NBA basketball fan, having spent my whole lifetime following him and, and watching and stuff. So uh, huge Michael Jordan fan. It's just, you know, it's a no-brainer for me. Couldn't have said it better myself. Do you still get goosebumps <laughs> when you hear the lineup like I do? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you go to a game and everything. Yeah, it's it's something. Uh, and and I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed watching all the last dance uh, stuff. It, it brought back a lot of memories. And I can remember, like, I, I was uh, at one point uh, during the, the last run, uh, that they had. So, um, mm. I, I worked as a loader at UPS in the okay. evenings and from like, t- uh, from like nine o'clock till three in the morning, I would load trucks. And when we got into June and we're playing the, the, you know, the jazz in the finals, yeah. uh, it was, there was a decision that needed to be made. And I distinctly remember quitting my job <laughs> just so I could watch. <laughs> okay. I know I didn't exactly like loading trucks at the time, but I was just like, I'm not going to miss this. So, uh, yeah, they wouldn't give me the time off, so I just quit. I love that. I love it. I probably would have done the same thing. Come on. It's the Uh, finals. 98, Bulls, Jazz. That is hilarious. 
I'm not going to be inside some truck putting people's stupid packages in this per- perfect T formation here <laughs> while Michael and Scotty are out there you exactly. know, doing this stuff. <laughs> I, we watched Space Jam the other night, and my four-year-old <laughs> said, uh, Daddy, are you gooder at basketball than Michael Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> gooder i was like well i'm not sure i'm gooder at basketball than him but uh anyways it was obviously you know uh, to them michael jordan is a space jam character who plays basketball with bugs bunny and to us he's the god of basketball right. so right uh, uh yeah unreal i it, what a time to uh it, it just it frames my life perfectly to have to be so young as he's starting and rooting for him like he and then growing up watching all those teams over and over again. It's it's incredible. So, well, we'll do what we can to get Jordan on the uh, on the tour. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't hold your breath. We we'll do our we'll do maybe, our best. Yeah, maybe you'll hear about this and uh, and reach out and get to be. You know, he owns a couple of restaurants out here. So yeah, uh, you yeah. know, and we we can plug his tequila brand too if you want. So there you go. I got I got a bottle of Sincoro in the house here. So <laughs> you know, I got anything, Michael Jordan. There you go. Come on, Michael. Yeah. All right, John, tell us where people can find you, uh, your website, social media, all that jazz. No pun intended cool. on jazz. Uh, yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, we are, our website, uh, super easy. Remember, I'm the first one to grab it, so chicagopizzatours.com. Uh, that is our website. That is our storefront. If you're looking for anything, uh, that it's all done through there. Uh, on social media, we've got a Facebook page. Um uh, I don't manage that one as much. It's kind of a fall and taking a backseat. Most of the stuff that I do is on Instagram. So Facebook and Instagram at Chicago Pizza Tours. That's where you can find us. Um, and uh, in, for Instagram, it's not just about the places that we work with. It's not just about what's going on in the tours. I'm really kind of sharing all things pizza in Chicago and outside of Chicago as well too. Mm-hmm. So um, i got a great collection of friends. So give us a follow. Um, tag, tag us if you're getting pizza. We'll share it in our stories. Love it. Um, I love to hear your opinions. People can DM me. I've got people from all over the world that DM me when they think that some place is better than some place I just posted. They want to be like, listen, it was just a picture of a place I was eating at on a Friday afternoon. That's fine. This place is better. I don't. I don't care. Uh, but I, I truly do love that. It's it's such a polarizing subject that people are are willing to to talk about it. So um, you know, adamantly. That's awesome, John. Well, hey, congratulations on all your success, and we look forward to having a front row seat to watching you grow even more. Well, thank you, and I really appreciate you uh, reaching out and, and put me on. Uh, this was great. Uh, I I love these conversations because I love to you know share my information out there. But sometimes when I hear it myself, I'm like, yeah, what are you doing? Get back to doing that again. You know, so <laughs> that's great. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks, John. Thank you. All right. Have a good one. If you know somebody who wants to be on the show, please shoot me an email, patrick at chicagostylemedia.com. If you liked what you heard today and want to hear more, please subscribe to our podcast, Windy City Wisdom. Also, please check us out on social media, Chicago Style Media. Thank you so much for tuning into the show today. We'll see you next time.